Welcome to the Real Estate Play-By-Play. We are your hosts, Christy Martinelli, top-ranked realtor worldwide, and Danielle Obrantz, mortgage industry veteran. On and off the field of life, you need to know the plays to win the game. We are here to give you the play-by-play tools to reach your real estate goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, a seasoned investor, or just have a love for real estate, suit up. It's It's game game time. All right. Welcome back, guys. We are on episode four. Playing the game. Playing the game. This is the exciting part of the process. This is the exciting part. So we're talking to buyers on this episode. Right. And so they've just put in their offer and you have just been notified that they won the bid. Yes, they got the coin toss. It went their way. That's the most exciting part. So <laughs> it's so exciting. And I have to tell you, that is one of the most exciting parts. Besides giving them the keys, that's one of the most exciting phone calls I get to make right. to my clients to say, congratulations, you got your offer accepted. Yes. So now the fun begins, right? There's a lot of work that has to happen. So let's break this down uh, by quarters, right? So we've got a full game. We have four quarters involved. Step one. Well, My step one on my end is to tell my buyers, congratulations, take it in and just be really excited just for one night celebrate Yeah, because it goes so quick. And Danielle on her end has a lot of stuff that she's going to need as her mortgage, their mortgage broker. And I'm going to need a lot of stuff from them as their realtor. So I like to just have them take a breath and just celebrate. But after they're done celebrating, (laughs) then I say, listen to Danielle, what she needs. Right. Now, what's the the second thing that you're doing on your side? Are you contacting the escrow company? So I'm opening up escrow. I'm sending them over the ratified contract, the fully signed contract by the buyers and the sellers. And if it hasn't been already opened, we're opening it up. I'm giving escrow company the buyer's contact information. They're reaching out to the buyers and they're giving them, they're giving them the wire deposit the wire instructions for the deposit. Okay. And simultaneously, you're reaching out to them as well. Yes. So they're getting a little bit bombarded with uh, people who are giving them instructions. But I always tell people, if you don't know who to call, just call me. I'll direct traffic. Um, but now we are officially in escrow. So the escrow period is the time between it. Contract acceptance and contract closing, recording, the house is yours. So Chrissy has forwarded me the contract. I'm reviewing it. I'm getting it set up with a lender. It's really, really important that, you know, we figure out what interest rate we're going with, what terms we're going with. We're selecting a lender. We're re-reviewing those items. And then I'm working on loan disclosures. So I need some things from escrow, which I'm requesting. They're sending me that stuff. And then I'm getting loan disclosures out digitally. So it's almost always a digital signature. Uh, Each lender has a little different process, but... Um, each buyer will need to sign separately. And it's kind of a rough draft. It's it's the information that we got from the initial loan application. Some things may have changed and that's okay. We're just signing off that we've received initial estimates. Right. And then as they're doing that, I'm having them get their deposit all in place. It's 3% per the contract. Um, yes, it can be less, but I always recommend buyers come in with 3% and make sure offer look as strong as possible. And that's 3% of the purchase price. Right. So they'll take that, they'll get the wire instructions from escrow and they'll go down to their bank or their call bill bank and they will have that 3% of the purchase price wired into escrow within three business days. So if you get your offer accepted on Tuesday, day one starts on Wednesday and you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to get that deposit into escrow. 
So that's an important distinction, right? Because the initial deposit is done by business days, but the contract is written by calendar days. Correct. So if you have a 30-day escrow, it's 30 calendar days. Every day counts. If you have a 15-day escrow period, every day counts even more because that's really only... 10 business days. Right. And um, we, I say wire because that's usually the most recommended way I would say to buyers is to wire your deposit. Right. But they could, they could potentially send a check. Right. And that's all going to depend on how long your escrow is. If you have a 30 day escrow, personal check is going to be fine. The lender is going to need to verify that the initial deposit like where it was made from and that it's cleared your account. So if we have a 30-day escrow, we have plenty of time to track that check clearing your account. But if we have a shorter escrow period, we're going to 100% want to wire because it has electronically um, tracking to it so we can see exactly where it came from and we won't need those extra steps. If we're looking at gift funds, it's really important that you're chatting with your mortgage broker to make sure that we've properly tracked the gift. We're going to need to get gift letters. There's extra steps involved. Right. And so you've gotten the deposit into escrow. You've signed all your initial dep- disclosures yep. with your mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. And when does the appraisal get ordered? I'm trying to do that pretty early in the process. Mm-hmm. So different lenders have different processes in terms of when I can order it. Um, most of them want my initial disclosures signed and then I can order the appraisal. So our contract has already um, outlined for us how many days we have to get the appraisal contingency lifted, which means that's my timeline to not only have the appraisal done, but have it reviewed by the lender and cleared. So I'm trying to order that early in the process um, to make sure that we meet those deadlines. Right. And then the appraiser actually reaches out to the realtor. And um, I will set up a time with the appraiser to meet him or her out at the property. And the buyer question I get is, does a buyer need to be there? No, the buyer does not need to be there when I meet the appraiser. And the reason I meet the appraiser is because I'm going out there. I'm going to give the appraiser comps. I'm going to ask. I'm going to answer any questions they have, such as what upgrades were done to the property, what comps we used when we were making our offer. Um, Most of the time, I would say the appraisers are trying to come in at value. Right. And Um, value being the purchase price, right? That's the goal price is the lender is going to be using the purchase price to base all of the loan calculations on. Um, It's really important to note that an appraisal is a look at the past. They're looking at uh, houses that have sold in the last six months, generally within a one mile radius. And so it's not always in line with market value. Right. Right. Market value is what a buyer is willing to pay for the property. Right. And what the seller is willing to sell it for. Right. And so if you're in a competitive market where you have to overbid, the houses that sold in the last six months may not have sold for as much, but the houses that will sell six months from now will sell for higher. So the buyers are looking into the future. The appraisers looking into the past. Almost always your real estate agent and your lender have discussed this possibility up front because you've already run the comps and we already have a game plan or a second game plan in play should the appraisal come in less than purchase price. Correct. So that's almost always outlined and it's almost never a surprise, but sometimes it is. And that's why we have contingencies. Right. And I would say most of the time the appraisal 
does come in at value. Yeah. That's, Appraisers that, want it to come in. That's value. always it's their way goal. Less work for them. Let's yeah. be honest. Nobody wants to <laughs> screw up a transaction. So, but it's an important step. So while the appraisal is going, we are re-reviewing the loan file and we're getting updated documentation. There might be things we might have pre-approved this buyer, you know, three, four months ago. And so we need to get the most current of everything, updated bank statements, updated pay stubs. Everything needs to be current at the time. And then we are submitting it to underwriting. And so underwriters uh, work for the lenders and they are the people who review the entire loan file and make a determination as to whether that person is going to get approved. And while the process on your end is going through and going through underwriting on my end, I am asking the buyer, hey, do you want to go back to the property? Do you want to come see the property again? Um, Do we have inspections? We're lining up those inspections. We're knocking those out as well. Um, I will say it's super fun taking the buyer back to the property for the first time after their offer has been accepted. I think emotionally, it's just exciting. It's like you're more emotionally invested. And now it could be your property. So you're taking measurements. And is my couch going to fit here? Is my master? Yeah bed going to fit, you know, my bed in my master bedroom going to fit here. Um, So it's really exciting. So now it's real. Now it's real. (laughs) And we're going through the process on my end as well and knocking those things out. So everything's kind of happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It's really a smooth process, but there's a lot of steps and we're always making sure that we are giving instructions to our buyers so they don't ever have to remember the plays step by step. Like you said earlier, is we're we're their coaches, you know. Yeah. So it could feel overwhelming as a buyer in the beginning. But one thing we always try to tell our buyers and reassure them is like, listen, we are gonna give you the plays yeah. as we go through this game. Right. And the plays will help you win and will come out with a success on the other end. Yeah. So so we're not we're not gonna let you lose. No, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Sure it's not gonna happen. You use the deal if you don't want. Right. Um, we're your coaches and we're gonna help you out. Right. So okay, we've gotten updated documentation. The appraisal is going. Let's say the appraisal has come back. It's yeah. hit value. Everything's good. I've submitted to underwriting. They've issued a loan approval subject to conditions. So the underwriter has uh, determined what items they need to finally sign off on the loan. So that could be explanation letters. It could be updated bank statements. It could be tracking a deposit that you made into things. It's really, really important that while you're in the escrow period, you don't make any big changes without talking to your lender. Right. So you're super excited about buying this house. Don't go out and furnish your whole house while you're in escrow. Please don't. don't. Do Please don't. Your mortgage broker will be really upset. Please don't. Yeah. So we have to track everything, literally everything. If you deposit $5,000 in cash that you had sitting at home into your bank account, that all has to get tracked. So don't make any big moves without talking to your mortgage broker. Don't apply for credit. Don't make any job changes. Don't transfer money between accounts because we have to track all of those things. So all of that is part of your conditional loan approval. We will get all of that tracked and detailed for you. Once we have everything in, then we're working on the closing disclosure step. Correct. And I would say that's probably at halftime. We're probably at halfway through the process. We are regrouping and we're saying, listen, you have removed your loan contingency. You've got that fully approved. You removed your appraisal contingency that came in it, um, the value. Um, Your inspections have all been removed. Everything looks good. You've negotiated money back. Right. 
Um, if you're buying a condo, you've looked through all the HOA docs and everything looks good. Right. So when you remove your contingency, that basically means it's the home stretch. It's go time. There is no turning back. And I make this very clear to my clients. <laughs> right. If for some reason you remove all your contingencies and you move forward in the process and you decide, I don't want to buy this house anymore, you are in jeopardy of losing your 3% deposit. The sellers right. can legally go after you for your 3% deposit. Right. So once you get to half time and you've removed all your contingencies, it's a go. Right. So we don't want to make any changes after that point. Um, so we're issuing the closing disclosure. So we talked about the fact that the initial loan disclosures were kind of estimates and that we're still gathering information and we're still fine tuning everything. The closing disclosure is a document that is legally required to go out at least three days before your final signing. And it should be more accurate than the other versions of the documents that you've seen. So everything kind of adjusts on a daily basis. And so we may not have an exact closing date if we're changing things, but um, the closing disclosure should be pretty accurate. And it's just a summary of what to expect in terms of your closing costs and your cash to close at the end of the game. Right. And it's usually referred to on our side as the CD has all yeah, be calling Danielle out, yeah. like calling Danielle up and say, Hey, has the CD gone has out? CD and what I mean is has the closing disclosures been emailed to the buyer Right, and the buyer has to acknowledge those in order for the three day period to begin. Correct. Start. Yep, exactly. And so that step is really important. We try to get it done as early in the process as possible, but there are certain things that have to take place before it can go out. So um, the closing disclosure, goes out, it's been signed and acknowledged, and we're just about ready to start wrapping up the loan. Mm -hmm. You've released all the contingencies. Right. So when we start wrapping up the loan, uh, we're signing off on all the conditions, and then we're generating loan documents. Mm -hmm. So loan documents are kind of the final everything from the lender. It outlines all of your mortgage terms, what interest rate, what payment, all of the legal stuff. And we generate that set of documents and we send it to the title company. Right. And I will say the buyer during this period is kind of a little bit of a waiting game for them. Yeah. And they don't know a lot of times what goes on in the background. And so I I think it's great that Danielle is here to explain what goes on in the background, right? Because it going to the escrow company, the escrow company lining up the notary, like all this stuff is done behind Behind the scenes. scenes. Yes. It's it's very... um, kind of just secretive from the buyer's standpoint, right? So, but a lot of buyers ask me, you know, at what point can I start packing? Like, when is this done? At what point can I start giving notice if I'm renting? And I would say that that time period should be about the time that you release all of your contingencies. Right. At halftime, when you release all your contingencies, you can give notice, Right. you can start packing, hiring the movers, getting some bids and moving forward from there. Right. I would say the second half of the game, it's downhill. Yeah. Usually by that point, we don't need a whole lot. Um, There could, depending on if it's a longer escrow, there could be some updated stuff, but generally not. Uh, So we're generating the loan documents. We're balancing things with the escrow company. They need to give us final figures in terms of property taxes that are due and interest that's due. And we calculate all of those things. We come up with a final estimate. We review it with our clients. And then the escrow company uh, hires a notary. Mm -hmm. And so the notary is kind of anticlimactic. It's not really a huge, big celebration process. In other states, they have like a formal sit down and the buyers and the sellers all sit together and sign. And they get their keys. And they get their keys right that day. It doesn't work like that in California. So we hire a notary. You can sign 
literally almost anywhere. At your house, at your job, at a state, at a country. Yeah. If you have your husband in one place and your wife in another place, they'll send two notaries. They make it super easy on you. Right. Now, I'll add, if you are planning on being out of town during the final half of the game, it's super important that we know about that because we do need to plan for a time limit to accommodate notaries in different states. Or if you're dealing with notaries out of the country, we have to get the consulate involved and there's some extra steps. Um, there's also some special circumstances in which perhaps both borrowers can't be present and we might need like a power of attorney or some extra special things that need to be coordinated. Right. So the open lines of communication is super important. Super important. With your plans on what you're doing towards the second half of the game. Right. Okay. So we've signed uh, documents with our notary. Our notary is um, just a third party, right? They're just there to make sure that you are you and that you are signing the documents. They are not there to explain every detail. They will do their best to explain what you're signing, but they don't work for the mortgage company. They don't work for escrow typically. Um, and so it's really important that if you have any questions while you're signing that you call your mortgage broker on the spot, it's always better to get those questions answered immediately so that we can make sure that everything is set exactly as you are expecting it. So once you've signed your documents, those go back to the escrow company. The escrow company reviews everything and makes sure that every all the, you know, I's are dotted and T's are crossed and everything's dated as it should. And they send a copy of the loan documents back to the lender. Correct. It's kind <laughs> of a back and forth process. And out waiting. Right. And making Hopefully sure packing. Money, <laughs> hopefully packing. Also making sure that their money is in escrow. They have. Right. right. So. It's really, really important that you're communicating with your mortgage broker that the money that you're using for your final funds is coming from the exact accounts that you already gave us to verify. So if you gave us a Bank of America account where it's supposed to have a $100,000 you know, down payment, you can't wire from a Wells Fargo account necessarily. We have to track all of those things. So it's really important that you don't make money movements, that everything comes from exactly where it was scheduled to come from. So the escrow company is sending the loan documents back to the lender to confirm that everything's signed. The buyers are sending their money to escrow. Right. And it's going to be a wire. Um, Always going to be a wire. When yes. it's a bigger amount at the end of the escrow, it's got to be a wire. And again, you want to go back to what we brought up earlier, which is wire fraud. Just make sure that you're calling your escrow company ahead of time. You're letting them know Call your realtor after you wire the money so your realtor can follow up with escrow or you can go ahead and follow up with escrow. Right. Super important. Even if you think you've already confirmed it, you always reconfirm it. It's just an important step to protect you. So you've now wired your money to escrow. Escrow has requested money from the bank. So the lender is the one that like provides the loan funds. So they've sent that to escrow. Escrow is the company that kind of holds all the money. Right. So they're collecting it from everyone. And they're also making sure that the seller has done their steps. Right. So the sellers have to sign deeds. The sellers have maybe a mortgage that needs to be paid off. And the escrow company is making sure that they've requested payoff demands on that. Any liens have to be, you know, completely paid. So and with the HOA companies as well, HOA companies, the escrow will make sure that the HOAs uh, monthly payments are getting paid. And everything's caught up. Right. And that property taxes are prorated out and all of those things, right? Because if you're buying a house mid-year, 
you want to make sure that the seller is paying property taxes up to the date they are going to own the property and that you're paying property taxes moving forward. So escrow handles all of that and make sure that everything is specific to the date of closing. Uh, The lender wires their money to the escrow company. Once they have everyone's money, everything's cleared and everything's signed off, they record the deed. Well, fund. Fund, yeah. And then record. Lenders' funds are in. And that's a question I get a lot. What is the difference between funding on the lender side right. and then recording. Yeah, good question. You have to so, do both. You have to do both. So the lender <laughs> has to order. fund that. Yes, in that order. So the lender funds their loan, which means they have delivered the loan to the escrow company. That's your funded. Um, and now the escrow company releases the deed to record with the county. Correct. It's kind of a crazy process, but somebody actually walks the deed into the county recorder's office and they file it with the county. And that is what makes the transaction official. Yep. And then the escrow officer will usually call me and say, it's recorded. Congratulations. Yeah. And then I get to call the buyers and say, congratulations. It's sold. The house <laughs> is yours. Let's go meet. I can give you the keys. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm usually the last to know. I, you know, like, because my job kind of ends when it funds. And right. so once the loan is sent, I know we're good. And people sometimes forget to tell us when it's recorded until like the next day kind of thing when the paperwork is all trickling in. So or I sent you a sold picture. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's done. (laughs) Nobody told me. So then they get the keys, right? How do they get the keys? Yep. So I'll go meet them at the property and I get to give them the keys and say congratulations. And we take pictures with the sold sign and I give them their little gift and everyone's excited. And then they get the house all to themselves. There is nothing better. You know, I've purchased a few homes over the years and my absolute favorite memories are day one of being in the house with no real estate agents, no offense, you're amazing, but no real estate agents, no inspectors, no lenders involved, just you and your family alone in your new home. I always do it crazy and like pull out an air bed and sleep in an empty house Order pizza that overnight. Night. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there's just something magical about it. It's the most important fun step. Yeah. And I we've helped you as your coaches win your game. I love it. You played the whole game. That's it. So it's kind of a, um, yeah, kind of a crazy process. But along the way, we are always here to coach you. You will never have to miss a step or miss a play. We got your back. We got your back. All right. On to sellers. On to sellers. Next episode, episode five, real estate play-by-play. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this play-by-play, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review on your podcast app, or please share with a friend or colleague. For more information, helpful tips, and real estate strategies, please visit us online at www.therealestateplaybyplay.com, where you can also connect with us on social platforms and sign up for our newsletter. Get Get in the the game. game.